Welcome to our special year-end holiday week episodes of Money with Friends. I'm Joe Salcihai coming to you from Detroit, Michigan. And I'm Bobby Rebel coming to you from New York City. We are now up to the last weekend of the decade. And what Bobby and I thought we'd do these two episodes is bring you a couple shows from our own podcast because uh, we may have listeners. We've had a nice uh, spike in friends and our community. We can see it when we record live shows, Bobby. We have more people hanging out with us. We can see it in the numbers. We're so happy that the family is growing and that's a nice thing. But a lot of people might not know, even though we always say, and Doug says at the end of the episodes, Doug, who does our our uh, outro for the show says that this is a joint venture people might not have listened to your show or my show so tell everybody just briefly about what your show is all about so my other show is called financial grown-up and it is all about impactful stories tied to money that made a difference in people's lives and lessons that they learned. And a lot of the stories aren't the stories that you would generally expect, Joe. A lot of them are what I call micro stories where, you know, you leave a wallet the first time you have um, any money of your own and you never forget that and you never forget your wallet again, or you're offered pennies for every time you do something as a child that is a lesson about money and you never forget that. But a lot of lessons also come from these milestone moments that we all go through as adults. And one of them is from one of our thought leaders this season, I should say is from a team of our thought leaders this season that I adore. And I first got to know when they came on Financial Grown Up and they shared a story about their wedding. And when we first started recording, they were giving me the same old, same old about how they bust their budget and this and that. And then it got really interesting, Joe, because the real reason that they busted their budget came out. And you're laughing because I think you kind of know where this is going. I do know, but they don't. And I don't want us to foreshadow too much. All right. So we're going to talk about the real reason that the debt-free guys, David Houghton and John Schneider, who you guys will hear from in just a few days with a couple of new episodes, how they busted the budget on their wedding and also why they are so glad that they did. It's just something that they never have uh, looked back on and regretted. And it's for them, one of the most memorable parts of their wedding that they are still hearing about how much people loved this one <laughs> aspect of their wedding that uh, a lot of people don't pay attention to, but maybe they will now that they hear this. I certainly will. Uh, these guys are going to help us end this decade. They're going to help us kick off the next decade. But right now, we have Financial Grown-Up with Bobby Rebel and the Debt-Free Guys. We had to pay a little bit extra to have some nice, uh, they were called the posh potty or the, no, the lavish loo. <laughs> <laughs> so we had some pretty fancy toilets at our wedding. The lavish loo was just under $2,000 for the one night. It was actually, we had it for three nights. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown-ups. So everyone wants their weddings, their birthdays, 
special occasions to be remembered, especially when they throw a big party. In the case of John Schneider and David Auten, also known as the Debt Free Guys, the big buzz at their wedding, in addition to the overall joy of them tying the knot, was actually about the fancy porta potty, which, by the way, was technically called the Lavish Lou. All right, just a minute here. A special welcome to our new listeners and welcome back to our regulars. We keep the episodes to about 15 minutes to fit your schedule. So if you have more time, we hear binging a few for a long drive or a commute works well. Think of it like flex time for podcast listeners. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and then go into settings and make sure that you are set up for auto downloads. That way you won't miss any upcoming episodes. Automate your podcast like you automate mm, your retirement savings. There you go. All right, let's get to John and David. So they just got married and they did go over budget on their wedding, but it wasn't just splurging on things like fancy porta-potties, which they'll explain, by the way, they kind of got into a pickle where they really had no choice about that. It was also kind of about being too busy to make the effort to watch those expenses and not asking the right questions in time to control the costs. Here are the debt-free guys. Hey, debt-free guys. You guys are financial grownups. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having yes, us. We're excited you. to be here. And let me do a more formal introduction. First of all, we have John Schneider. So say hello so people know your voice. Hello, this is John Schneider. And David Auten. Hi, this is David. <laughs> all right. And I am a huge fan of your website because so much of the advice applies to everyone, even though you are out there talking about your sexual orientation. This is universal themes that you talk about, including the fact that you guys successfully paid off. And this is a big deal. $51,000 in credit card debt in just over two years. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you. That was very liberating. It was coming out of the closet with our finances. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you also have been able to really leverage your successes into business opportunities, and into productive ones that really help others to find a path that is right for them financially. So tell me about some of these partnerships that you've been able to put together that are spreading the word. Yeah, exactly. We actually are excited to share that we just re-signed with a Queer Money sponsor, which will be Mass Mutual. Um, it'll be their second time sponsoring our podcast, which is not only does it help us put food on the table, but it helps us be able to promote and market our podcast and get it out to more people so we can help more people with the content that we create, both with ourselves and with our guests. I have to congratulate both of you. You both recently said, I do, at your wedding. I saw amazingly (laughs) beautiful photos. Everyone should go to your social media, which is all at Debt Free Guys. We'll have more info at the end of the podcast on that. But you also, you said, I do. But you also now wish you said, I don't, to a bunch of stuff. Tell us your money story. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And even though our entire life revolves around helping ourselves and other people with their money, we definitely have some big takeaways even just a month after our wedding. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake that we made overall was that we have a lot going on in our lives this year. We just sold our condo January 3rd of this year. So we, and then we had to move out, find a new apartment. We're trying to ramp up our business. We had the wedding and then we've been planning for a couple of years to spend um, a month or so in Europe come the end of August. So we have just a lot going on right now. And I don't know that it was the best time to plan a wedding because we weren't as focused and as diligent with the planning and most specifically the expenses. So give us some examples. Um, 
we first found the location that we wanted to have the wedding. It was a 40-acre ranch in the mountains of Colorado, kind of between Salida and Buena Vista. It was a beautiful ranch, beautiful location. The mountains were in the background. Wonderful. That's all we thought about when we saw the pictures on the website, and then we went and visited the ranch. And it wasn't until after the fact that we realized all the peripheral costs that came with having a wedding at that location. We had envisioned that we would be out and completely out in the open so that people could see the sky and the sunset and the moonrise. And we had learned that every now and then they get some pretty heavy gusts of wind and that you ran a big risk of people eating dirt <laughs> if <laughs> you didn't have a tent there to protect yourselves in case there was some inclement weather. Yeah. I think one of the other things about having it at that ranch is we didn't realize it being in a remote location, it's not on a sewer system that most people are familiar with using. So we actually had to have porta potties brought up, but of course we didn't want the kind of typical green or blue that you uh, see at the park. <laughs> yeah, the ones that you everyone kind of their stomach turns when you think about them. So we had to pay a little bit extra to have some nice uh they were called the posh potty or the, no, the lavish loo. <laughs> <laughs> so we had some pretty fancy toilets at our wedding only because we needed to provide that. And that, that did cost us a little extra. How much did they cost? How much does a posh potty cost? The lavish loo was just under $2,000 for the one night. It was actually, we had it for three nights. Which one did you go with? Did you go with the lavish loo or the posh potty? We went with the lavish loo and okay. it, was, it was really fancy. In fact, we didn't realize how nice it was until after the wedding. Everybody was like, that was one of the biggest talking points of the wedding. So we're like, <laughs> we have to check this out. There was a men's and a women's side. They weren't gigantic, but they were you know big enough for one or two people. They had air conditioning. There was music playing. They had plants inside. There was all sorts of air freshener and all the hand wash, soap, everything that you could ever want. And one of the guys that was actually at the wedding, he said he almost thought about sleeping in there that night because it was the coolest place to sleep in. So you did get good value, at least, from the lavish loo. We did. All right. Things to everyone should make sure to put into your uh, wedding budget. All right. What else surprised you? What about the traditional expenses? Were there things that you guys just didn't think? Did you have a wedding planner or somebody guiding you? Did you make a budget in advance of the wedding? So you had a certain fixed amount that you were going to spend and kind of worked back from there and then had to drop things. What was going on here? We did have a budget from the get-go and we hired a, a wedding planner who was actually a friend of ours and specializes in doing same-sex weddings. And she was wonderful. She acted as a great resource, not only as a guide to there were just things that we never thought of and would never have thought of had we tried to do this on our own. So that was very helpful. Plus, she also had an inventory of resources like candle holders and plates and silverware and all that kind of stuff that can really rack up your costs um, that she was willing to give us access to at no additional cost other than her, her fee. So that was super helpful, partly because we weren't paying enough attention to the management of the expenses. I think we estimated we maybe spent about 40% more than what we had originally budgeted. So 40% is a lot, and it's clearly not just the $2,000 lavish loo. We specifically kept the size of the wedding down. So we invited mostly our very supportive friends. What was the guest list? How many people about? We invited about 60, about 41 came, I think was the final count. Okay. And what was your initial budget, if you feel comfortable disclosing that? My original, in my mind, was that this was going to cost us about $15,000. Like I said, we spent probably about 40% more. So we did cross the $20,000 mark. Yeah, and the $2,000 then, I guess, as a portion of the wedding expense, you spent 10% of your budget on the lavish loo. <laughs> right. Well, And I think that was another chunk. cost that we didn't manage appropriately was, so we, we rented this ranch and it slept a total of 
14 people, I believe, and only four of those were single beds. Our idea was that we would have our closest friends stay in the ranch with us and that they would help share in the cost of that. We were negligent at letting them know that in advance of making the offer to them and never asked for the money in advance or never asked for the money afterwards. What is the takeaway for our listeners? I would definitely say give yourself the time to think about what it is that you truly want, what it is that you truly want, not what you want for your friends, not what you want for your family. What do you want your day to look like? That was one of the things that helped us save some money. But I think that having that extra amount of time to really think through all of the costs that are associated with it. In hindsight, even though it was more expensive than we expected it to be, I can't get over it. I've been so excited about it. We only have so far like half a dozen pictures from the wedding and I look at them all the time. To me, it was just the most amazing week. And so I think part of that was because we created what we wanted and not what everybody else wanted, like David said. We did find one way to actually get a benefit out of the amount of money that we spent. We opened up two new credit cards, used those credit cards exclusively for the wedding, knowing we had the money to pay it off. And because of that, we're getting five nights free hotel when we're on our honeymoon in Ireland. Well, you guys are very good at budgeting. And so let's move into your everyday money tip because that has to do with an interesting take you have that I think will really help people get their heads wrapped around the different fluctuations in the cost of living. Yeah. So this is what I call money chunking. I kind of joke with John that um, this is something that he does regularly. He'll grab a pint of Ben and Jerry's and eat the whole thing. <laughs> and then throughout the week, he's wishing he had I can't imagine what that would be like. <laughs> One pint is a serving. I don't care what anybody says. I don't, I don't believe exactly. the Exactly. Or else it would be in two different containers, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. So the idea with money chunking is I'm the kind of person who would eat a quarter of the pint and then put it back in the freezer go and eat another quarter of the pint and put it back in the freezer. So that's kind of the idea with money chunking is that when you have an amount of money that you have set aside in your budget for something, whether that's for the week or for a month, we oftentimes have this tendency to think, okay, I've got this amount of money. And then you go out and you blow it either the first day or maybe the second day into your budget. And then the rest of the time, whether it's the rest of the week or the rest of the month, you feel like you're you're sacrificing. You feel like you're not having fun. You feel like you're not able to actually do what it is that you enjoy in life. When we money chunk, what we do is we'll take that amount of money. Let's say we have $50 for dining out for the week. We will break that into a couple of pieces so that instead of just one time going out, we actually get to go out two or three times. So it allows us to spread our happiness over the whole budget rather than just those first two nights or first night. Love that. All right. Tell me what you guys are up to for the rest of 2018 and beyond. Right now, we're super excited because we are joining a whole bunch of LGBT entrepreneurs in Philadelphia, August 14th through the 17th at the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce Business and Leadership Conference. That's our next event. Then we're going out of the country. Uh, we'll be in Ireland for a week, followed by three weeks in Spain. And that's predominantly for fun. Like David said, it's our um, honeymoon. It's also a little bit to celebrate my birthday. But it's also, we've created our entire business for the most part. Everything that we do with our business, other than public speaking, we can do from anywhere in the world. So we're trying to test to see how good we are at actually being in Spain <laughs> near a beach and being able to focus a little bit on the business, but also focus a little bit on having some fun while we're while we're abroad. 
shortly after that, we'll be joining you at FinCon in Orlando. Very fun. And where can people learn more about you, follow you on social media and so on? Sure. On almost every platform, we are at Debt Free Guys. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at Debt Free Guys. Our website is debtfreeguys.com. And then on iTunes, our podcast is called Queer Money. And it is climbing up the charts as we speak. So congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much for having us on. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Hey, friends. As the guys mentioned, they will see me in Orlando at FinCon. Would love to see some of my financial grown-up friends there as well. I'm going to leave a link on how to find out more about FinCon in the show notes. That is at bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast forward slash debt-free-guys. And be sure to DM me if you will be there so we can connect in Florida. All right, here we go. Financial grown-up tip number one, event planning on a budget 101. Ask for things that you might be able to get for free. So the guys, for example, got candle holders from their party planner. At my wedding, which was a Jewish wedding, the florist asked what we wanted on the chuppah. Now the chuppah is basically a canopy that a couple stands under at a wedding and it represents a home. So many people have it constructed these days out of branches and flowers, and they are beautiful and fantastic. And most ceremonies that this is used for run about half an hour. So you could spend thousands, you could spend infinite money on this. For me, it was just not that important. So I asked the synagogue if they had one that we could just borrow, and they did. They described it. It was a beautiful deep blue velvet with gold trim, Hebrew lettering, and some other decor. It was simple. It was traditional. I loved it. And it was free. Also, free basic linens for tables usually come with whoever you're working with, the place, the venue. Instead of going for a layer on top or bows on the chairs, just ask the florist to put aside the non-perfect flower petals or just extra flower petals that are falling off from whatever flower arrangement you have, and then use those petals to sprinkle on those standard white tablecloths. And you can also do that, by the way, to dress up the cake. So those are some specific things that you can do. So pick something you're ambivalent about, not the things that you really care about, but the things that you're kind of like, eh, I don't care that much about the tablecloths and see if someone can make that work for you for free. Financial grown-up tip number two, the biggest budget buster for the guys was so easy to avoid. When you invite guests to stay at the hotel, include the cost and make sure that they are opting in. In their case, since they did not say anything. Their well-intentioned friends probably assumed that it just came with a wedding package and there was no additional cost. That's what I would think. I get the awkwardness of asking after the fact. One possible idea, have a close friend, a very close friend, delicately call the people that you've invited to stay at the ranch and explain that you're shy about asking for the cash, but that paying for everyone to stay is not in the wedding couple's budget. Honestly, Very few people expect to have the wedding couple pay for their hotel. You could even have your friend say that their wedding gift to the wedding couple could be staying at the hotel and absorbing your own costs and that no further gift is necessary. All right, let's connect. Please be in touch. DM me on social media. I want to hear from you guys and I want to hear what you think about the show, what you want to see more of. We're trying a lot of different things and we're getting great feedback and I want your feedback. On Instagram, I am at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And thanks to the Debt Free Guys for getting us all one step closer to being financial grown-ups.
Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.